Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What is up, Cowboys Nation? Welcome to the world's team. Fucking block, Fucking that again. You alright, man? You alright? Fuck's it. Sorry, RJ. Sorry. Alright, let's start again. What is up, Cowboys Nation? You are listening to the World's Team on the Blog and the Boys Network and partnership of SB Nation. I am your host, Paul Stewart. And with me today, I am joined by fellow Blog and the Boys writer. He is the Welsh dragon among our community. It's Mr. Mike Poland. How are we, good sir? Not bad. Yeah, a bit better after the start of the week that we had. But uh, how how is the Scottish thistle amongst the blog in the boys community? Uh, I'm all right. I'm still kind of confused to what the hell happened against San Francisco. Like, I can take a loss, but I can't take humiliation like that. <laughs> And do, you know, do you know what makes it worse is that it's a regression. So you think like how the Cowboys were in the divisional round against mm-hmm. the San Francisco. They were bad in that. Okay, it wasn't a great game. But at least it was like 19 points to 12. This was like, we've gone backwards. So you kind of have to, you've got questions of like, where is this team if we've taken a step back? again? Is it that the 49ers have taken that much of a leap forward? I think so. Or have we like, taken that much of a step back? I, I believe so. I, I truly now believe that, and I hate to say it, but San Francisco are the team right now in the NFL. They do have the, the complete package. I don't know what you feel, but I feel like offensively, defensively, they're pretty solid in all aspects of the ball, really. Like Fred Warner, linebacker, running back McCaffrey, wide receiver, uh, you know, Ayuk and Debo, tight end, you know, George Kittle. I mean, all aspects of the ball, they've got weapons. So, Kyle use check as well. Oh, you can't forget him. Aye, mm-hmm. uh, so, but yeah. They, but... They, they, to me, and like when you look at the NFC, mm-hmm. they are, it, at the moment, the way I look at it is it's the San Francisco 49ers are in the tier one. All on their own. Oh, why? Like levels yeah. of, and then there's a there's a there's a, a clear gap between the rest. Yeah, if you say tier two, tier three is completely empty, then you get to tier yeah, four. Yeah. Yeah. Tier four, <laughs> I would say that's where you put Philadelphia in. I would say mm-hmm. because they, sure. because they do have issues right now. Perhaps. They are very lucky to be five and zero. Let's be honest. Not we're not just saying this because we are. The world's team. We are. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. Dallas fans. We're trying, we're also being objective. Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to think of it from an open perspective here. Can the Eagles be beaten? One hundred percent. Are they lucky in some of the games they've already played? 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, t- but tell me, Mike, where do you see Dallas in terms of the tiers? Like, where do we stand right now? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, if you want to go through through the tiers, to me, it, it's 49ers on that tier. You've got Eagles are the next one down, but there's a clear gap there. Mm. And then there's a the next tier down, which the Cowboys are in, where they're in this group, this small hustle of NFC teams. But within that tier, I would say, and I, I, this isn't being, like, it's not a homer take. I'm saying that in that tier, they are one of the best teams in that tier. Um, and I know you're not a fan of, you know, the, the Cowboys roster is talented. That, you know, that moniker. Will, no, no, that, let me specify that. I am <laughs> sick of hearing the term that this team <laughs> is talented because I just think it's so cringe. I really do. I get it. I get it. it. And frankly, as of late, I am starting to have doubts on certain positions of our team. I get that too. So I'm not, so I am sick of using our our team so talented. We should be winning the Super Bowl, but I'm trying to be as real as it gets. I don't want to put any false narrative out there. I really do think we could make the playoffs, but I generally feel like unless something drastic happens we're not going to make it past beyond wild card or division yeah, yeah. that's so, how i feel about it i think so that, we're the same yeah so that's yeah. where i sit in that like mm-hmm. unless something drastically changes and we're yes. dominating week by week by week getting consistent that's the that's the issue we've got right now the cowboys yeah. are very inconsistent one mm-hmm. week defensively, we looked amazing. The week mm-hmm. after, we looked Crumb. lost. Mm-hmm. We did like in terms of a uh, man, man, uh, man coverage. In terms of gap assignments and the defensive line was just kind of it was off. It was really off. And yeah, yeah. And it's so weird to see Dan Quinn just kind of stand there motionless when you see the, the television uh, footage of him just kind of like motionless, just like lost. They just like what the hell has just happened, like yeah. it, like, but and on the offensive side of the ball, that's a whole different story. Yeah, that's the probably the most inconsistent thing we've got right now. I would say, as well. But the the, the, the wild part in all of this, and and I'm with you, right? I I think that the team, the roster, is good enough to make the playoffs. It really is. And when you look at the NFC and you think of the sort of teams that are be fighting for a wild card team. You're just like, Dallas is better than these teams. So I feel confident. But, and uh, but are ways... we though? Are we though? Really? Let's be, again, this, yeah, is, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this kind of falls into, oh, we're so talented, but again, <laughs> let's be realistic here, Mike. Like, are we utilizing our players to what they should be right no, now? No, 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 the play calling and the utilization is a problem and that needs to be addressed. And by the sound and of th- things like, Go on, and, sorry, mate. And that affects their potential, really. Yeah, it does. Like, like, like this whole like, uh, like we were talking about like before we even recorded. So t- tonight is actually Friday night for us. The show will be on Saturday. So for anyone who's kind of confused, because we're in the UK right now, time difference <laughs> and stuff like that. So recording Friday night, it's late. We're trying to like play catch up here. So bear with us, ladies and gentlemen. We 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 will jump into the injury reports just shortly. But the point I'm trying to make is is like Lisa play calling, like that. We were talking about this before we even recorded, like Lisa Michael Gallup. Mm-hmm. And 
the issue with Gallup is like he's not designed for slant routes. He's not designed for this particular style. He's designed to like go downfield and see ball, get ball, jump up and get it. He's not there the for physicality. Yeah. He's not there for the route that like changing his route more inside. He's he's basically just going straight down the line, going deep, pretty much. He's he's yeah. that type of player, I think, personally. But again, this is where it kind of comes back to Mike McCarthy, his decision making. Who's your X? Who's your Y? Who's your Z wide receiver? Are they actually in the right position of playing? Because you would think like so Brandon Cooks should be your your slot receiver, really, because of his size, speed, really. It could yeah, be yeah. that. But in terms of your your wideouts, Gallup should be your wideout. Oh no, yeah, definitely. I, to me, CD Lamb in the slot. Uh, and Brandon and Gallup out wide, but you know the the, the I mean, trouble with Gallup. Well, that's what I was kind of saying. Like, like the thing with Cooks is he's kind of been moving over the place. Don't get me wrong; the majority of his career has been playing as a wideout, but yeah, he, yeah. but he can play the inside. Oh no, yeah, 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 definitely, yeah, yeah. Kind of like if you turn around and you said, "Oh, CD Lamb's a slot receiver," and you you can say that, but CD Lamb can play out wide as well. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that 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 multi utilization, but. You know what you're seeing with Gallup. The bit that, that concerns me the most is what happened last week on the interception, and it, it goes back to a concern that some people have in terms of how Michael Gallup has looked since the ACL injury. So you know, before early Michael Gallup, you're seeing physicality thousand, at the catch, physicality, the thousand yard seasons. Again, yeah, yeah, like. Is that more contested catches? He's got no problems with. Yeah, is that more know, like? Would you attribute that to depending who his other uh, teammates are back then, or is it now? Because here, and that's one. You've seen like, it after the injury. You've seen it after the injury. Yeah, it's yours. It's pretty evident. But I don't mm. think I don't think what helps as well as the morale of the overall team. Is, yeah, then that's letting them down as well. Yeah. Because if there's one thing we have noticed is the demeanor is obvious, the morale is down, and yeah. partic- and particularly Mr. CD Lamb. Oh yeah, you can see that. Yeah, I, and he made a comment um, to John Mashoa at the start of the week uh, yeah. at the Athletic, and he said, "We cannot be a team that looks like a, a super team one week and then craps the bed the next week." Let's be honest here, Mike. Have we been a super team? Well, in, I mean, in, in, in any games, like I'm talking about all aspects of the ball, defensively and offensively, and special teams, all in one game. Patriots, I would, I would say. No, I would disagree. Patriots, they they were they were on fire on that game. Mm, I I would disagree. Mm, all right. but, yeah, like the reason I say that is. New England, when you look at how the Patriots are as of right now, if we were to do oh, that, yeah. no, I know. Yeah. If we were, if we were to do that to likes of your Philadelphia or your San Francisco, then yes, I know what you're saying. Level of competition, it's the I, le- I, the level of competition, yeah, one hundred percent. But also the fact is, it's still not an even spread. It's still predominantly our defense is actually helping us. Definitely. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying no, because our offense still needs to put more points on the board. We cannot rely on 
likes of Mr. Brandon Aubrey. Big shout out to Mr. Aubrey. You are a legend. We're so glad you're a part of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing, sir. Keep doing uh, it. But and what's you, funny, what's funny is, you know, if we talk about the, the Cowboys rookie class along with the undrafted free agents, <laughs> he's, being, he's, Brandon, he's being our best player. Yeah, but and like in the preseason when we were saying, oh, it's going to be Brandon Aubrey, everybody, coach, you know, maybe not coaches, but fans, analysts, were probably the most concerned about Brandon. Like, Everyone, oh my God, we got even so us, many questions. Even yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris and he's the one that's performed the best. Like, even though he was a bit of an unknown entity, yes, he played yeah. in the USFL. He was pretty solid there, but yeah. Could he have, the, the biggest question was, we know he could kick, being mm. a former MLS player as well, but no, yeah, the yeah. question is, could he handle the pressure playing for yes, yeah, yeah. the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, and in the, the NFL. Different in in the NFL, with yeah. all the media, the more attention, the answer eyes. is yeah. yes. Brandon mm-hmm. Aubrey is a big, fat yes. He mm. is legit. It's true. Yeah. Yes. So, and, and and it's sad to say that, though. What I mean by I that, uh, no, I'm not. You would, you don't want it to be the case. You would rather the offense score touchdowns than have to rely on no, Brandon. No, no, well, Brandon's I was, was kind of making the point where you were saying about our rookies and undrafted free agents. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. sad to see that our mm. kicker is the one that stands out the most. Yeah. Like that's the sad part because as mm. of right now, like there's nothing like from our rookies. This year, I've actually really brought anything forward right now, and we are waiting for that. Like, like we're still. Mazzy hasn't been bad. He's had, right? in his, his hasn't defense. been bad. Like, Last week was bad, but it was bad all round. Like, uh, yeah, like Mazzy's not the type of player that you expect to be Aaron Donald. Let's be realistic here. He's there yeah. to be a run stopper. He has done that well. In certain yeah. situations, yeah, yeah. But in terms of asking him to do more, what she's still learning, people keep forgetting that he is still learning the game in terms of how to do effective pass rush. But, but but in terms of the run stoppage, he is your guy along with Jonathan Hankins, and uh, yeah. so shout out Jonathan but, Hankins by the way. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, don't get me wrong, that game against San Francisco can be a bit of a bad reflection on certain players who actually did play very well. And yeah. so, like, like in particular, there are offensively. I know I'm jumping from one place to another. I do apologize, and I do apologize to everyone listening at home, listen or wherever you are, either you're in the USA or anywhere in Europe or anywhere across the world, because we are the world's team. But mm-hmm. I am the likes of the offensive line. Even though we didn't, we played bad overall as a team. But in terms of the offensive line unit. They didn't make too many mistakes. They did their best given the circumstances. Like I can't, I can't remember the exact statistics in terms of San Francisco, but yeah, Dak did get sacked. Yes, we know that. But overall, for the game, in terms of allowing Dak to actually get the quick ball release, giving plenty of time to throw the ball, and and how many times did Dak had to escape the pocket to do something? Yeah, it was quite yeah. a lot. So in the way, when you look at that perspective. That uh, the offensive line did do their job, but there is still a continuity problem, and that's something you highlighted before we started recording. Um, mm. So, but yeah, but but give me your thoughts though, mate. Is there is, like sh- here's the question I want to ask though: Should we panic right now as Cowboys yeah. fans? Definitely not. No, I mean like 
So we're, we're into week six. So we're in, we're, we're halfway through the second quarter of the season. There's definitely, it's not a time to panic as yet. There's plenty of time for teams to figure things out. There's plenty of time for, for teams to fall apart. Uh, and Jimmy Johnson once said it, said it best once is you've got to wait till Thanksgiving to find out where your team's at. That's very true. And funny enough, we're going to be at Thanksgiving actually. Wait. Yeah, so less than what less than six weeks to go. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. the t-shirts have ordered and then uh yes, it's gonna be a global invasion for Thanksgiving this year. But anyway, the world's team invasion. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, um it's it's so true though, because what it's Thanksgiving gives you a more better outline where where do you stand as a team? In terms of, can you make the playoffs? What should we do? Should we kind of... So many Where aspects. Where you at with the roster, exactly. injuries, everything. Yeah. Uh, everything. And like you said, we're going into week six. But there's still actual 12 games of football still to be played in this regular Plenty season. Plenty of time. Plenty A lot of time. A lot of We've not even had a bye week yet. All that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So all those things need to be considered. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Like, I still do have a question, like, not a qualm, but is this going to be, like, well, we are going to be up against the early chargers, right? This mm-hmm. week, this 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 month Monday night football. Monday night. Gonna, yeah, it's gonna be a one fifty. Yay! Yeah, yay for us. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're if you're not from the US of a, USA, it's gonna suck because it's gonna be like one fifteen a.m. here in the UK, two fifteen, three fifteen a.m. depending on Germany, where uh, Germany and in Italy yeah. and stuff like that. So. It's not going to be fun. I'm going to, me and Mike are going to end up losing more hair and no, and have no more sleep after this. But hey ho, but that's the joys of being Cowboys fans across the pond, right? But, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, but, but the question I've got to ask with regards to the early Chargers is this going to be the game Kellen Moore is basically going to come back and slap us across the face, essentially? <laughs> I mean, like, look, he does know. A bit about the Cowboys defense. I mean that that is sadly, true. sadly. But I mean, uh, you know, it might not help you much. But one big thing is uh, Justin Herbert playing at SoFi Stadium is only averaging 175 passing yards per game. 
In defence to that, though, on the other flip side is they've got Austin Eckler coming back this week, and the Cowboys' run defence is where it's struggling. I'm sorry, uh, sorry, but I tend to disagree with terms of the passing yards. That you can still win games with that amount of yards. Oh, with that amount, yeah, yeah, no, I know that. I don't, I don't, I don't don't see that that being a a negative, a a negative at all. Like, I'm just saying that you know when when you think of like how the pairing uh, of Callum Moore and Justin Herbert is it's brilliant pairing, it's fantastic hire for Herbert. Um, but I'm just saying that it's it's funny that the majority of the the play that he's had has been on the road, uh, is more the point. And the Cowboys are really good at, at stopping a pass. Um, yeah, I'm, although I'm, that didn't happen last week. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you kind of mentioned that regards to like the passing yards and stuff like that because I've got the stats, mm-hmm. I've got all the stats right here. So, as all of our defensive stats, Dallas points per game average, like points given up per average, is 16.6 points. Mm-hmm. Whereas the LA Chargers, they give up an average of 26 points per game. So it's a slight difference. It's a 10-point score difference per game. Right. And rushing yards, 123.4 for Dallas, 104.3 for uh, the Chargers. So they give up less yards in terms of the run game compared to There's us. reason for that, though, yep. which you're about to come to. Yes, me. yes. <laughs> and here's the big one. Yeah. So, so the passing yards, like giving up passing yards per game average, uh, 168.6 for Dallas. Very good. Like, not it's, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know. It's good. It's good. But in terms of the Chargers, though. Here two, we go. 299.8. That's a big dead jump. Last. That's a 100 yards difference. So They're dead last in stopping the pass. So they're dead last. So in terms of total yards overall, it's roughly between 292 yards, total yards for Dallas, and 404 yards for the uh, LA the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. So, in terms of the offensive side of the ball, it's almost neck and neck. Yeah, and they're pretty much the same. It, it's almost the same. Points per game for Dallas, 26, 26 points, 27. Yeah, 26, 27, pretty much. Yeah. Same with the Chargers, 27.5. Russian yards per game, 124 yards for Dallas, 119 yards for the Chargers. Mm. Passing yards is a slight difference. Just like you're talking about 50 yards difference here. 203 yards for Dallas, 269, well, 60 plus, 60 yards difference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the turnover difference is plus six for Dallas and plus five for the Chargers. So, the offensive, it's again, it kind of feels like it's two Kellen Moore teams uh, offensive playing against each other when you really think about it. Kind like, of, yeah. Like, I mean, the, like the, just, the thing just, is, just reading the start line there, it's like, yeah, yeah. It almost kind of, it just feels like the ghost of Kellen Moore is still here <laughs> in a way. Like, um, but the, I mean, the good thing is, right, is we're, we're, we're the, the, the Chargers are good at defensively is uh kind of where the cowboys don't really venture much and where the cowboys are good at is where the charges are weak so 
they they they're good at stopping inside runs. Although their def- interior defensive line is bad, they're good because of the linebackers, the likes of Ke- Ke- yes. uh, Kenneth Murray and Eric Kendricks from yeah, the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, uh, the Chargers they are based as a three-four defense. So yeah, yeah. so two defensive ends, one nose tackle, playing as a zero, right heads up against the center and the defensive ends are heads up against the tackles, which is which is a beautiful thing for our offensive line mm-hmm. in a way in terms of creating room for the run game in terms of the yeah. inside run especially because that is going to give more of a breathing space to really class they're good at they, they're actually quite good at stopping the inside run because of the linebackers mostly. Uh, that's and that's the point it's yeah. the, the linebackers are the key in terms of their stopping their Mm-hmm. Uh, off it in terms of the run game, and so, run, yeah, yeah. So you've got your Sam, uh, like linebacker and Khalil Mack. You've got likes of Joey Bosa. Like, even though he is technically a defensive end, but they classify him as an outside linebacker. So yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. it kind of goes back to what we're kind of saying. It's like the like hybrid defensive ends for slash linebackers, like your Von Millers. But they're not as dynamic as our Michael Parsons right now. <laughs> like they're, 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 they're very um, utilized in a specific way that they become very effective. Ways, yeah. yeah. So, but but I mean, like they're, they're good at stopping the inside. But what is good for the Cowboys? Because you think of like Tony Pollard, how he can make runs off tackle and bounce to the outside, and Juice Bourne as well. That these guys, they're good at do- doing that. And the Chargers are allowing more than five yards per carry on the outside. So that's where you attack. That's the place to go. And a lot of it, as you mentioned, so Joey Bosa, I, I'm not sure. It sounds like he's not going to play. Well, but well, well, got... well before you do, uh, Ramon, what's, what's yeah. go into the injury report? Now that you mentioned Joey Bosa there, so... In, ter- in terms of the Chargers injury report, so we are, as we said, we are recording Friday night. We've okay. only we've only got up to uh, Thursday's Chargers report. So as of things kind of stand right now, so Joey Bosa did not practice on Thursday. Austin Eckler, the running back, he had a full practice. Aloe Gilman, uh, the safety, did not practice. Justin Herbert had a full practice. He was struggling with the left finger, but it seems to be good. Going into this game, Darren James hamstring. He had the full practice. Dean Leonard, he had limited practice with his hamstring. Khalil Mack, he was basically rested. He did not practice on Thursday. We just need to wait and see how rest of those practices plan up in terms of Saturday and stuff like that. So, um, Donald Perman Jr. He was limited with a wrist injury at the tight end. Trey Pipkins the third, he had a full practice. The tackle and tackle with Sean Slater had a full practice as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the two big ones is Austin Eckler coming back. So that's big because of what he can provide and how that attacks the Cowboys' defense where it's weakest. Um, the other one's Derwin James because they're struggling so much with the pass. Yeah. But having a guy like Derwin James come back is big. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the here's the here's the funny part, mate. Hmm. The Dallas Cowboys injury report. Oh my god! It's uh, how would I describe it? Ridiculous. Lengthy. It's lengthy. Dis- disgusting. <laughs> it's uh, lengthy. Yeah, but I, Seven, I mean, like... seventeen players have been marked <laughs> down for Thursday's practice. Seventeen. Okay. Seventeen. 
more than 50% of them did not practice. Some of them, yeah, some of them were rested. For example, Demarcus Lawrence and Zayat Martin, they were just given rest. Same, okay. with, same with Stephen Gilmore. But like uh, C.J. Goodwin did not practice because of the pectoral muscle. Uh, you've got um, other players out there, Leighton Vanders, obviously, the neck concussion protocol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, He's done. He's and, done for six weeks. Yeah, at least, yeah. yeah. And, th- and the other one was uh, Kevante Turpin. That's a big one because he, he actually practised, which is huge. He practised today, mm. uh, Friday, I should say. So that's a big one. And then the other big one is... You, you, we've obviously lost CJ Goodwin. Um, you know, he 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 may come back before the end of the season, which is big because of the role he plays as gunner on special teams. But they are getting Nation right back, so the timing of the two is quite uh, important. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. So tell me, Mike, what is your main concerns going into this game right against the LA Chargers? Khalil Mack. Plain and simple. (laughs) I mean, that guy, you know, because he's got such a large toolbox when it comes to pass rushing, and he can do it from various positions as well, uh, and he can move around. He creates so much pressure on his own. uh, And then you think of the continuity issues the offensive line was facing last week. Are they able to get a level level of rhythm? It's a bit of a tongue twister. Before they get to face... Uh, a Khalil Mack because you know we talked about Joey Bosa not being in but in replacement of Joey Bosa is the USC rookie for the Chargers Tui Tulalopo uh, who is last yeah. year's uh, Pac-12 defensive player of the year so he comes in but some of what Tuli is doing is based off because there is so much attention you have to give to Khalil Mack it kind of opens up what's going on over the other side, you know, less attention going on there. So, and they both stand up sort of uh, pass rushes as well, as well as they can put their hand down. So they're able to, to, to manipulate and move things around a lot. That's the big one. Because that if uh, on the other side of the ball, mind, is Austin Eckler. I mean, yeah. like if that guy, yeah, that guy plays, then you're going to have, I mean, they did, a lot last week in trying to stop Christian McCaffrey. They spent a lot of resources loading that box up to stop Christian McCaffrey. And they didn't do a bad job. Yeah. Like, well, 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 it yeah, came for, at the yeah, expense yeah. of everything else. Because uh, was it Jordan Lewis that got the, the fumble recovery from? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah he did. So, yeah. On so, the road so, tackle. So, so we did we did manage to slow the tracks at McCaffrey, but for what price though? Because we still got, exactly because we still got beaten like no one's yeah. business in that game. So, but in terms of the offensive side of the ball, my question is: Is this the game where likes of Quentin Johnson might actually come out to shine against us? I mean, funnily enough, I was speaking a big game, James, on that one, but um, that that is the sort of luck the Cowboys have. The Quentin Johnson at the moment, I think he's had six receptions so far this year for like 44 yards so you know it's, he's not amounting to a lot which kind of like in some way is surprising but not because of how the type of receiver he was at TCU um but you know you kind of look at it like but like, like let me put it this way I think so you're gonna have Keenan Allen on one side he's a handful on his own and he's going to play out wide majority from the slot. 
So let's put Deron Bland on Keenan Allen because he can do both out wide and in the slot. Let's do it that. So now you've got to think, well, where are we going to be? Where, where are we defending Quinton Johnson from? Because there's still other guys. Uh, you've got to look at Joshua Palmer as well, who's playing really good. You know, he stepped up in replacement for Mike, Mike Williams, who got sent to injured reserve. Um, but I think this defensive back unit for the Cowboys it is good. And they want to have a bounce back after last year, uh, last week. So they're going all out this week. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna predicate on stopping Austin Eckler and then put resources then in stopping Keenan Allen. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I totally agree with you in terms of the offensive side of the ball. Like, well, our defensive side of the ball to stop their offense. Yeah, 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 yeah. In terms of our offense, uh, mm-hmm. I, I do feel like. This is definitely a game where we should be utilizing this West Coast offense to what it should be using to a really like suspectful secondary. Get the ball out quick. Don't let the linebacker mm-hmm. like the don't let the blitz come down. Stop mm-hmm. this. Stop the defensive line and get the ball out quickly to your wide receivers. So this is a big game for CD Lamb, Gallup, yeah. Cooks, and our tight Cooks, ends. Definitely. And our tight ends, we can't forget the mm-hmm. we can't forget them because they have dropped balls as well. So I That's think true. so it is a big game. But I'm just looking at the the previous history of the Cowboys and the Chargers um, over the past five years. So we're currently two out of five wins uh, in the last five visits. Nice. So so, <laughs> so in terms of 2021, we won. 20, yeah, 20 to 17. Mm. Back in 2017, that's the game I was at, funny enough. Mm. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. it was the uh, it was the game after Thanksgiving. No, it was yeah. no, that was the Thanksgiving game, actually. So I do apologize. Uh yeah, uh, we lost 28 to 6. Then previously mm-hmm. four years prior to that, uh, we lost 20 uh, 30 to 21. Then four years prior to that was 20 to 17, and back in 2005 was 2824. Nice. So some games have been close, but the one in 2017 was an absolute really, really bad game to attend. Is that the one where I I was um that messaging was... you taking the mic? No, that was the game where um uh, I believe that the goat was actually playing kicker that game. Uh you might be right, actually. Yes. Yes. And you 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 were sending messages of him kicking practice. Yes, so the goat yeah, yeah, right. was kicking the ball in case no one is actually remember who we're talking about. Who we're we talking about, Mike? Jeff Heath. Mr. Jeff Heath. <laughs> yes. He was our kicker for that game. So which is there's a little bit of history about our Cowboys against the Chargers in the past five games there, but mm. yeah, for I this... definitely think I, I'm agreeing with you in terms of the receivers. This is a big game for for Lamb and Cooks, uh, but funny enough, I can see this being a game where both of them do have a big game. I just I I can foresee it where you kind of like a, both players went for a hundred yards and touchdown. You're like okay. Makes complete sense. Yeah, I can see that happening. I wish I had that same positive energy, but I ju- I just don't know why. I don't know if it's because of last week's game. It's, it's just going to. It's going to. It, like I feel it's going to. I'm very hurt by it. <laughs> very very hurt. 
Like, I get it. Like, but when it comes to this game, I just don't know how it's going to plan out. I really don't. Well, uh, here's another big thing: the 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 they're playing in LA, and the Cowboys fan following in LA is big. So it's not necessarily a home well, game. That, for that, them. Well, that's true, Chris. Because California is the second home for the Cowboys. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like uh, the the following California, Huge so, following. for the Cowboys nation across California, we see you guys. We see you. <laughs> like because you put the definition in America's team. That's for sure. So, mm-hmm. but with that being said, we're almost at the end of the show. Okay. Mike, give me your score prediction for this game. Okay, I and I gave this in earlier to David Howman from Blogging the Boys for his article. I said the Cowboys are going to win twenty-eight to twenty. Um, so and and I feel like the score line is it, it. It's more like the Cowboys get ahead and stay ahead. Right. So. I am definitely going to go on a different path. I'm please, Ooh. I'm please, Cowboys Nation, uh, uh, do not hate me for what I'm about to say. Oh no! Just don't forget my co-host Meg, hmm? and and actually, in fact, in case you're wondering, Meg is currently on holiday this week. She's in New Orleans having a great time. I believe she's going to go and see the LSU game. I believe so. She'll be back. Yeah, yep. She'll be here back next week. Like back better than ever so um <laughs> but yes meg did actually i believe she actually had san francisco to beat us uh last week to store prediction but for me i'm kind of in that same boat because i just don't know where we are in terms of a team like it needs to be something special to really really change my mindset as of right now so i am going to mm-hmm. say San, Di- San Diego, so no San Diego. Oh, the Chargers! My God, the <laughs> LA Chargers, twenty-seven Cowboys, twenty-four. I know, okay. I know, close game. Uh, close, close game. game, but but in the last, I thing, get it. But last thing we'll do as as part of this show, Mike. What is your special prediction for this game? Okay, I'm going to say Marquis Bell. Comes in because he's coming in to replace Leighton Van Der Esch because uh, mm-hmm. Leighton Van Der is missing. So they're going to put plug Marquis Bell in this week. He though surprises with a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, I am all about the Hunter Lookkeep train. Yes. Right now. Let's get on there. So my special de- prediction for this game is Hunter Lookkeep is going to have two touchdowns in this game. Two goal line plunges. Two goal line plunges, pretty much. Yeah, that's my special prediction. But yes, guys, we are at the end of the show. This is the world's team. Be sure to go and check out bloggingtheboys.com for all your news, latest podcasts. You're never going to be short of Dallas Cowboys content. Be sure to go and check Mike's articles on bloggingtheboys.com. But finally, Mike, tell us where everyone can find you. Uh, you find me on Twitter at Kenfig Cowboy, both with a K. Uh, or you can find me and Paul um, on Facebook with UK Cowboys. Yes, guys. And you can also find myself at I am Stu on Instagram and Twitter. And with that being said, Cowboys play Monday Night Football. Hopefully we can get a win and hopefully I can eat some humble pie. That's what I would like to do because I love mm-hmm. to be proven wrong. Because at the end of the day, we are Cowboys fans. So we, we do. And you like pie? Absolutely. Who doesn't love pie? But anyway, <laughs> folks, it's a good night for me. It's a good night for Mike. But like always, 
Uh, it's not just America's team, uh, it's the world's team. Good night.